and that's the only way I got on Motorola back in the day. If I wadded it up, like, uh, R1 on Nitro isn't enough for you, then you're doing something wrong. There's no question Tomass should have went to the hospital immediately. The car burst into flames, dude. What the frick were you thinking that you are going to do? Then he comes back and just, like, destroys the hill. Race fans, are you ready? It's time for another episode of the Nitro and Mud Show, presented by Rutted Racing. And now your host, Brandon the Cowboy Krieger, Joel Faldi, and media mogul Colby Marble. Race fans, get on the edge of your seat because it is time to climb. All right, Nitro fans, welcome back to another episode of the Nitro and Mud Show. Tonight, the Nitro boys have on Todd Pensanault, founder of U.S. Hill Climbing. As always, Nitro Mud is brought to you by Rutted Racing, Lace Belt Company, JS5 Extensions, Drink Hydropower, Black Diamond MX, Team Peterson, and Mueller Motorsports. Joel Colby, what's up, boys? How is the weather in the Midwest? Oh, Dude, it's three inches of snow out there right now, and I'm not too impressed. Oh, man. You guys are lucky. Me and the other uh, three million people in the Minnesota, Wisconsin area realized my tires suck. (laughs) (laughs) Forget to put your snow tires on the van, Joel. Oh, man. Luckily, I well, typical Joel, I planned the longest drive I've had in a month today. So the hour and a half drive turned into a three and a half hour drive. Halfway through, I picked up a 2,500-pound pallet. If it wasn't been for that, I'd still be driving. <laughs> yes. That's in a, a transit? Uh, Mercedes, but yeah, same oh. t- same thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. my uh, van does not work in the snow. The, those <laughs> little tires. Aren't drive? Yeah. No, they're, they're rear-wheel drive. drive. They're oh. rear-wheel. Yep. See, my Mercedes I had was front-wheel drive when I had one. I work. wish. I don't know why they made them rear-wheel drive. That's just stupid. So I, stupid. I like yeah, the my, rear-wheel drive, but I don't know. I I mean, my 3500 was rear-wheel drive, but my 2500 was front-wheel drive. The The worst is when we've bought our transits new, we've got a couple of them new for work, and the tires that they come on them, they're like out of Alabama, and they're not like rubber. They're like hard plastic and like two <laughs> snowflakes. And it's like, you're sideways. You're just white knuckled, like trying to go everywhere. And we put freaking snow tires, actual snow tires on them. And they were okay. But they're those little tiny, I don't know if they're like 235s or 225s. And then they're one tons. So they're like no sidewall. They're just awful tires for such a heavy rig, you know. But <laughs> I finally uh, found some tires that are work. They're like a. Firestone it looks like a tiger claw, and they're just solid siped, and those things grab. So, finally found a tire. Good, nice. Yeah. I'm gonna have to take notes. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. You got yours up for sale, so what does it matter? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still got to drive it for a while until it sells, though. Yeah. What do you? What's what's the next rig gonna be, Colbs? Not sure yet. Not sure. Something cheaper. I thought maybe you had finally found a good deal on one of those old Econolines with like the diamond shaped window in the back or something. I wish, dude. I'd be all over that. (laughs) Those things are probably more expensive than the Transit. Probably. (laughs) And that's a rotted out floor and no motor. Yeah. (laughs) Those things are coming back in style, man. Uh, I remember there 
was an old carpenter I'd run into every now and then. He had one of those old, it was like an early 80s Chevy van. with It was black and it had running boards on it. It was one of those diamond windows. And the other carpenters at lunch were like, do you even drive by schools with that? Or do you just know you're going to get pulled over? <laughs> uh, it was a creeper one, that's for sure. Yeah, so when I was making the posting for my van, there's a school right in my backyard basically with a big parking lot and that's where i was thinking about doing pictures for it and i'm like that's probably not a good idea to have a school in the background <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh jesus I so i chose the church instead good idea oh that was better that was a better idea <laughs> yeah. i bet you have a top dollar for that sucker because they are still extremely hard to find right now man they're just a shortage of them damn things yeah i think i got it priced right i actually I went to the Ford dealership just to get their take on it, see if they'd offer me anything for it, and they lowballed the shit out of me on that thing. Right. So I'm like, all right, yeah. screw you guys. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Joe, we got our guest this week sitting here in the green room. So let's let's roll him in, Joe. Let's do it, buddy. All right, here we go, race fans. Next up, this next guest can tell you what kind of camera can handle roost from New England. To Muskegon, he has his eye on the next generation of pro hill climb athletes. A rider, a racer, and the creator of U.S. hill climbing. Ladies and gentlemen, the number 24, Todd Pensenolt. Woo! Yeah. Woo! What's awesome. up, Todd? Welcome to the show, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Hey. Yeah. No problem. Usually on the other side of the uh, the camera here in the interviewing, we've got you out front and center here about your story now today. Yep. <laughs> so what do you guys want to know? Well, I, I'm curious. <laughs> what 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 camera? What camera do you think takes roost best? I know that you've had a you've had your fair share of roost thrown at you. Yeah the the new iPhone I got took it pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was gonna. I'm, I'm surprised it didn't knock it off the gimbal. It just, oh. <laughs> it just spun, just spun a little bit and went right back to where it was supposed to be, and everything was good. You yeah. just made nice. an Apple commercial. You don't even know it. I mean, that that, yeah. that sells itself, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, those cameras can take a punishment. I've definitely learned that the hard way this season. I definitely put myself in some shitty spots to get the shot and. God, Muskegon was the worst. That sand. I'm surprised my camera still works. Did you get all the sand out of your camera yet? Uh, it's still got some on it. It's fine, though. <laughs> I'll clean it eventually. I like to bring that flavor to each race. You know, it's like seasoning on the camera. You got to kind of have it seasoned just right to work properly, I found out. So I think it's yeah. well seasoned right now, and I just don't want to mess with it. <laughs> Todd, but for you, Todd, he's got to use that for his everyday life. I mean, that's his phone. So right? like, yeah. your, your yeah. camera breaks, your whole life is over. Yep, yep. everything's gone. <laughs> everything's gone. Is that that's what you well. do most of your filming on, Todd, is your iPhone? Yeah, I um, I started with last year in uh, one race this year. I was using the my last Android phone and okay. the, the, iPhone, <clears throat> the iPhone 13 Pro Max had the best camera. So okay. I upgraded to that, and I've never had an iPhone before, so I had to get used to it, and 
and oh, I yeah. actually I actually like it, and the cam and the camera on that phone's great. Oh, dude, it's awesome! Amazing. I'm really I, impressed I, with your footage on a cell phone. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels like you have that mm. racer's eye, just like Colby. Like Colby's so good at getting the angle, and your videos, you always have such a good angle on the ride where you can kind of. Because as people that have rode, like there's certain angles you want to see to see if the bike's working or if the rider's working, and you're always really good at getting that. You know. Yeah, I, I just scope it out beforehand, and and uh, I want to get the whole hill, and I want to get the whole event. That's that's my goal, and you know the. The drone stuff and the the music edits that stuff's cool, but I want I just want the raw the whole event raw footage at the in the best spots you know to get it mm -hmm. because I think the you know it's entertaining for people that don't race or maybe they're interested in racing, but the guys that do race they're gonna want to see that you know they want to see their raw footage of their run. Right. You know, they could see if there's you know if they're making mistakes or if there's something going on with the bike they can they can watch it over and over again and, and I just think. I'm thinking as a rider what they would want to see, and that's yeah, what I try yeah. to capture. And uh, for someone, thank you so much. I've been lucky enough to be at the other side of your lens a few times, and it means the world to me. It really does. And um, it, it's so, as someone, when you're riding, you, you have that feeling, Todd, you've rode, and it's like when you're riding, you get this feeling that everything's right, but when something goes wrong, it's really important to have that, that footage to show you if it was you or your setup or what your yep. bike was doing. And, and yep. what this, in our sport, it's the little things are freaking huge, you know? Yep. And it, I just remember from back in the day with the VHS, it made such a difference having some footage of what your bike was doing, what you were doing. So thank you for mm -hmm. providing so much of that. And you, you've put out so much content this year. It's just epic. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what got you, what made you want to start the uh, U.S. Hill Climbing page and the YouTube channel and stuff? Like what, what brought this about for you, Todd? Well, I mean, I've, I've seen some of the videos, you know, on uh, Colby's YouTube and the um, Moto Climb Super Series YouTube channel. And then I saw uh, Ken Kaplan's channel. He had some footage from uh, Laconia and Munson. And I just, I said, man, I, I should just put the VHS tapes we have on YouTube. And so I was talking to my uncle Don and, and I was talking to Dave about it. And they, um, they brought me piles of tapes. And then I got, uh, my dad had all our tapes in his attic. So I just, I had in my office, I just had piles and piles of VHS tapes and I was just converting them all winter last oh, year. Wow. And, wow. and uh, yeah, putting them up, just putting up one or two every week and, and I just said, you know, I might as well go to the races and, and video the races now too. And right. I just kept getting more and more ideas as, as it went along. And, and I have a ton of ideas and we'll, we'll see what happens with them, but it's going to, you know, it's all depends on time and money. Right. But right. yeah, I have a lot we, of good ideas to, to keep it going. Yeah. Good. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you want to give away your secrets or anything, but I think this is kind of an important topic for a lot of people that listen that grew up in the 90s with VHS tapes and are wondering how to convert them. Can you kind of discuss how you do that a little bit? Uh, there's a cable. Kinda... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, there, there's a there's a cable you can get. It's not very expensive that, that'll convert the tapes over, but the, the trick is finding a VCR that works. And all <laughs> our VCRs, 
none of our VCRs worked. Where they were all gone. So uh, yeah. my wife went to some tag sales, and um, you went know, people ask around people that didn't want their VCR anymore. Oh yeah, just take it. I don't think it works. And so <laughs> we ha- I had a bunch of them, and there was one VCR where everything worked great, and that's the one I use, and hopefully it. it keeps working <laughs> so you've got a cable from the vcr to your computer or yeah yeah there's okay. a cable yeah it has a the the av connectors that go into the vcr and then you in uh it plugs into the usb port and um there's software you have to download and it'll it'll convert the tape you just you play the tape and it'll record it and um then you you know save it and then what i do for like instagram clips i'll just use that software and, and just cut up, you know, just cut up each run and save it as a separate file. And right. then yep. I need yep. something for Instagram. I'll just post it, but oh, it's not a very expensive cable. It's, it's, it's cheap. Cool. Cool. Well, that's cool because that would be uh, interesting to see, you know, what kind of footage surfaces from over the years that people just don't know what, you know, how to get it. Yeah, I mean, no one has a VCR anymore. Like, knows what to do with these VHS tapes, you know. And there's so much gold buried in people's <laughs> attics, you know. That it would be really cool to see. So I encourage a lot of people to to download some v, some VHS footage. That'd be really cool to see a lot of stuff. Yeah, it would. Yeah, I've been Man. offered uh, for people like there was a few people that said they would uh, let me borrow some tapes to to uh, convert them and upload them, you know. And uh, I haven't gotten any yet, but there there has been some people that said they oh I got I got tons of stuff that you can you can uh, upload. But oh man, that'd be that'd nice. Be cool. I love watching that'd be, those that'd old be really tapes. Cool. Yeah, I, I just remember <clears throat> it brings back some memories. Like my mom had the big on your shoulder VHS when we were going to nationals back in the late eighties, early nineties. And you know you go to nationals and everybody would be coming by and it's everybody was Noreen's best friend in the morning. Hey Noreen, you know I'm in the 250 class i'm about halfway if you happen to be around i wouldn't mind you know it's like we had the most popular room at the hotel at the nationals because mom would be like i think i got yours and you'd watch yeah. through the whole thing and then hey can we watch that one more time and you have to go up there and rewind it oh man just now it you know just like what we the links we'd go through just to see one little clip of us riding was amazing you know yeah there's kind of a lull in in, in footage because people stopped uh, recording with, you know, camcorders and stuff probably in the early 2000s. And then you had that gap before smartphones came out, probably, you know, maybe 08, 09, people started to take videos with the smartphone. So there was, there's a gap there where there's hardly any VCR tapes from, right. from events, you know, probably from 04 to 08. There's, there isn't much footage. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, that gap comes the... in. That's when they had those little tiny, like eight millimeter tapes right, or whatever. That's what I was just yeah. going to say. That's, that's, that's where the gap came in, and those all get lost in a drawer somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we. For that one coyote contest I'm part of, one of the rules is you have to have an actual video camera, like an old school, like records to an SD, and throughout the day you have to record your day so that when we're all drinking beer and eating later at the house, we play it. 
And it's crazy how awesome of a little SD video camera you can get for like 150 bucks. I mean, it's like 120 times zoom. It's high. De- I mean, high definition. Like these little tiny cameras, they're so sick. But your phone will do it too. But we just don't do it on our phones for whatever reason. But it's so funny. Like we're the last five video camera in the world. We're using them still for hunting. You know. Or whatever. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, geez. So I kind of want to backtrack a little bit and kind of have Todd, can you just kind of walk us through like your history of hill climbing and like what kind of brought us to this point? Uh, Well, I I started racing in uh, 1984. My dad bought me a Trizinger, the YT 63 wheeler. That was my first hill climber. Wow. And (laughs) you and Ricky Carmichael. Yeah. <laughs> and there was, I rode a few, there was a few, uh, races in 84 and 85. I rode with that, um, like months in and then the Berkshire East, they had a national there, I think in 82, but I, I, I remember riding it there and Greenfield, um, then, uh, 86, I don't think I raced at all. And then 87, I got a XR 75, and uh that was the same year dave got his kx80 so we both started um the same year in the 80 class and actually when when i was riding the the three-wheeler he had the the weisinger so we started we started the same time and there was no there was no 50 class back then and there wasn't even uh they they had this zero to 110 atv class where the the pw50s would would go and a little kid uh quads and stuff but there wasn't anything like that when we were racing i had to race against the 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 big trikes yep and (laughs) so then we we got the we were in the 80 class the same time i had the xr 75 one year and then i had a kx80 from 88 to 90 and uh then i didn't race at all until so from 12 years old to until after i graduated i didn't hill climb at all except for a few in uh, 93 because I went to the national in Munson. My dad was trying to get this Boltaco 200 running and it was hard to get parts. And the thing was just the, it was a dog. So we gave up on that. And uh, so pretty much I didn't race at all my teenage years. And those were, those are the years that you can really grow and, and move up in all the classes and, and learn. And, so I was playing baseball. That was my other love was, was baseball. So I played all through, high school and everything. So once I graduated, I got back into hill climbing, picked up uh, an old KX250, and and then I broke my ankle halfway through the season, so I, I missed ah. the second half. Of, that, that was 97. Ugh. And uh, 98, and, and after that happened, Dave kept coming over and come over with motocross action magazines and just to make sure that I, I wasn't giving up that I was going to keep, keep, keep That's racing. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, in the winter beginning of 98, I bought a brand new KX 250 and that year I, I raced that. And then we took that, that old KX 250. I, I was riding the year before and we put a big bore on it. So I rode it in the 400 class. Nice. And I bought, uh, my KX 500 that I still have now I bought in 98 and that was originally Dave's and um, oh, wow. a couple of my own, a couple of my uncles had it after him. And I still have, I've had that bike for, you know, 
almost 25 years now. Wow. And, wow. Um, yeah. And um, so from from like 98 till 13, I, I would race the full, you know, race for points the full season, maybe two, three years in a row. And then a couple of years after, after that, I would just go to a few. And I, I kept doing that off and on. Um, I got, so I won the national in the 600 class in 04. Oh, awesome. And, nice. Yep. Nice. And, uh, then, you know, I had a couple. Where, where was New that Hampshire, at, Todd? Uh, Canaan, New Hampshire. Oh, nice. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hell of a feat right there. No kidding. Yeah. That's a stacked class. That's the fastest, yeah. one of the fastest <laughs> class at nationals. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, that was tough. Um, yeah, Dave was funny. He, he, uh, he busted his leg at Pogue's Hole, I think, the weekend before. And I came down the return trail, and I heard – I could hear the – they had a real good PA system there, and uh, I could hear that he said I had the fastest time of the day so far. And so I already knew what was going on. And he, he was on crutches, and there's a orange snow fence. And he's he was under an easy up in the corner of the fence, and he was trying to – get over that snow fence with his crutches and i think his, his girlfriend was trying to push the snow fence down so he could get over it and he's he was trying to get over to me he's like man that was awesome he's like nobody's nobody's gonna touch that nobody and i said i, I said well hopefully but there's still half the class to go <laughs> i was like yeah. 24th one to go and there was still another half of the class like we'll, we'll see <laughs> right yeah yeah he was all fired he was all fired up oh man that's yeah, so that was, cool. I was I'll always remember that. That was, that was my only Nationals win, so that I'll, I remember that whole weekend, like everything about it still. To have to have one, know. Todd, is a ginormous accomplishment for anybody that's yeah. ever competed for one. There, It's some of the toughest racing in the country is that damn Nationals. It is yep. It is not easy, and that's probably the toughest class. And that, in that time period, that was probably the toughest class to win as well, you know? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, it's before the 450 class got big. That was the premier class at the Amateur Nationals was that 600 class. Yes. No. Wow. That's <clears> cool. <throat> Man. Man. And just to clarify here, everybody, he keeps saying Dave. Now, that that's Dave Watson, DW7 you're talking about, right, Todd? Yep. Yep. That's yeah. what I figured. Yeah. That's I figured. what we figured. Wow. I, I was hoping you guys knew that. I, I knew who it was because, uh, well, Todd, let, let's tell him you're kind of part of a hill climb dynasty there in the New England area with your, your family with your uncle Paul and Dave and uncle Donnie and yeah. Yeah. Uh, all, my all grandfather those, uh... and yeah, my grandfather and, and two of his brothers uh, got onto hill climbing and in the late fifties. And um, then they got uh, my grandfather got my dad and, and my uncle Don into it. And, and uh, Paul is my dad's first cousin. So Paul's my first cousin once removed, however that works. And, uh, so Paul's father was racing too. And, um, then, uh, my dad got me and my brother into it. My brother only did a couple years in the, you know, what is PW 50. And then he, he played baseball and then he, he did uh, soccer and stuff. So he only, he'll climb a couple years, but I stayed with it for the most part. And, um, you know, so yeah, I'm the third generation, and then Dave is uh, my my dad's sister is Dave's mother, oh, so okay. Dave's my first wow. cousin. Yeah, 
Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Man, that's a fast family. Holy mackerels. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a bunch yeah. of us. <laughs> that's cool. Very cool. Uh, there gets to yeah. be some uh, tense conversations with the family get-togethers and talking racing that I'd imagine. Yeah, that was – yep, that's that's all everybody talked about back then was just hill climbing. That was that was it. Oh. Isn't it? It's almost like uh it's almost like a dang problem, you know. Like once you get your toe into it, you never really get out of it. You know, it's like one yeah. one way or another, you, you got to have some part of your body into it. You know, that's that's hill climbing. It, it, yeah. it always draws you back. It always draws you back. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, Colby and me, we we stopped riding a long time ago, and look, we're still here, right in it with the yep. with the media stuff. Yeah, yep. yeah. I stopped uh, racing. Um, Twenty thirteen was the last time I rode a full season and then I went I think to one event in twenty fourteen. But I wanted to I was kinda interested in uh vintage motocross, so I was thinking of, I I did a few of those races and then I did some some local motocross uh out by the, the Cape and uh What were you riding at the I, vintage motocross? I had a ninety nine CR two fifty. Okay. There was a nineties right. there was a 90s class and I, okay. I ended up buying a friend of Paul's actually was selling it and so I bought it off of him. But those <laughs> that thing those things are a rock. Yeah. Those are those bikes are so rigid. Yeah. And then I rode that bike and uh I tried uh J Day. You guys heard of J Day races, right? I haven't heard of it. It's like, like uh, it's like a hair scramble or hair and hound it's, race. It's okay. part motocross, part woods racing, part uh extreme enduro, all all wrapped into one and wow. i tried one of, one of those with that bike and that was like the hardest thing i've ever done oh i bet Dang. Uh, I'm, yeah. that CR, I'm that 99 cr250 yeah, yeah i don't think i ever want to even attempt a hard enduro on that bike that would be <laughs> yeah it's like riding a rock yeah <laughs> and then it's still got all the get up that the brand new ones have just none of the yep. none of the plush right <laughs> yeah dang uh Wow, so quite a career then. I mean, you kind of were all over the place, and then did you stick with the vintage, or did you just dabble in that a little while? Or I I did it a little bit, and um, it was just uh, me and my wife wanted to do some different things. We got into hiking and stuff. We hiked some of the White Mountains and all that. We were we were getting into that stuff. We, we were into bike biking and everything. Cool. So I just kind of I pretty much stopped racing and riding like cold turkey and we just did other things and and then now I'm I'm back into it in a different way. Awesome, very cool. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Always brings you back. back. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't escape it. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah. yeah, it's been super cool um to have you back. I mean, I I didn't know who you were when I first started seeing the u.s hill climbing stuff but it was like intriguing because you know someone was taking like specifically the amateur side of things for like seriously you know and actually creating really well content for that and you know your website you got the the blogs and all that stuff it's super cool to see you really like really digging into it and making something of it and it's really cool to see yeah i, I want to cover everything as much as i can i i gotta get I want to get out to some of the, the West coast races and, you know, even if it's like one of them a year, um, I I want to hit about that. Yeah. I, I want to make a point to get out to some of those and, you know, I want to try to get, get something of of every series. And I want, I want the website to 
uh, cover everything. You know, I want to put like archive point standings and results in there and have links to all the different series websites. Um, I was telling the guys from New England, I said, I want to, it's, I want it to be the ESPN of hill climbing. <laughs> That's I just awesome. cover, yes. cover everything, I like that. amateur, pro, everything. I, I just want to have the, the information and then have the, the video footage from all the different series, whether it's amateur or pro. I just want to try to cover as much as possible. That cool. That's epic. like a one-stop That's shop cool. then. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so cool. And I mean, I think from all of us being into it, it just we see how passionate everybody is that's into it. And we're this small little group, but we're so, you know, like we just we can't ever leave it, you know. So it's I think it's it definitely has a spot and a place and it just needs someone like you to kind of put it together for people to go and feast on it, you know. So that's epic. Yep. Yeah, it help it's got to help it grow, you know. You have to people have to know about it for the sport to grow that everybody's got to know it's got to be, you got to put it in their face. You got to persuade them to go and watch it and try it. And so if they don't see anything about it, they're not going to even know it exists. And there's so many people, I think we were talking about it at Freemansburg. There's so many people with, with dirt bikes out there that they Mm -hmm. may not even know anything about hill climbing or that it exists. And you have to show them that it does. They have to see it. They have to see the, they have to see the the logos, the riders, the the promoters. They have to see their everything. They have it's got to be there for them to know about it. Yeah, and like I said, yeah. I, I love like your angles, and you know, it's like at Freemansburg, you can see there's a huge crowd of people, and when you're sitting there watching, it's like, damn, there's a lot of people there watching this. This is a one hell of an event they got going on here. I mean, that that's kind of cool for people to see that this is a <clears> spectacle. <throat> it draws people in. It draws your attention. And then when you really dive into hill climbing, that's what's really cool is how unique we really are. I mean, that's yep. that is what's so freaking cool about what we do and how over a hundred and some years we've everybody's built a different mousetrap, <laughs> you know, and there's huge successes and huge failures. And it's kind of fun to see all of them and what, you know, all of these uh, shade tree mechanics and garage engineers have come up with. It's so damn fun. And I think it's kind of cool, you know, some of the things that people are, uh, are not, I don't, I, I don't want to generalize, but, you know, like, there's a lot of people that don't like how the 500 motor is still so competitive, but I love that that motor is still so competitive. And I think it's yep. really, there's this culture for that damn motor, and I almost wonder if eventually we won't have a class just for that motor to highlight it, because... <laughs> Damn, does that guy it get so much love and attention from anybody that's ever owned one or rode one or what a beast they are, you know? So it's yep. it's kind of fun, all the different things that embody hill climb, you know? Well, I mean, at the amateur level, we kind of do have a class just for that 500 motor. It's a 600 class. It's pretty much dominated by CR500s and KX500s anymore. Yeah, yeah, but that's for people yeah, that have a couple big snowflake. bore thumpers. Yeah, that's for anybody <laughs> that's that hasn't a couple, rode snowflake cowboy. <laughs> couple <laughs> big bore thumpers in there, but <clears throat> yeah, a couple you. guys sneak in there with some four cylinders in that six hundred class. But that, that's what's fun is like you, like you. That's your most trap, you know. I mean, I watched John Henderson ride his six hundred at the amateurs in Red Wing, and damn near won the damn thing on that, you know. And it, it was kind of fun just to see, you know, what bikes faster, what's better. And that's what's kind of cool when it's not just everybody is on the exact same bike. It's fun to see yeah. when there's different bikes yeah. in one class. You know, I think that's yeah. cool, you know. Yeah, I'm remembering back, well, 
before the turbo bike, it was Jack Fannin's CR500 that Justin Fowler was riding, and that thing freaking yeah. ripped, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That thing was competitive in that Nitro class, and it's, it's incredibly impressive. We need. We still need Jack to con- confess if that's like a 900 or what, what CC that bike actually is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was bigger than 500. I know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It had to be bigger than yeah. 500. <laughs> no, I, I think it was somewhere closer to 700 by the time we were done with it. Yeah. Wow. Well. With the, amateur, something. with the amateur rules being that you're allowed 80 over, I don't know if there's actually been a 500cc 500 that's competed in the last 25 years in the amateur nationals, that's for sure. <laughs> right. No. I think everybody's got like 540s. and Yeah, as big as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Todd, I was going to ask you too, like being on the other side of the camera and watching <clears> – <throat> just what today has to bring for all these classes, just how jealous are you of these kids nowadays and the equipment they get to run from a little age? Yeah. The, the bike, the little bikes nowadays oh. are incredible. Oh, incredible. Yeah, they're insane. Yeah. And they get to, they get to ride. If you have a 50 or a 65, you can ride three classes and right. they, they get plenty of seat time and, Right. Yeah, we we never had that, and and even when I was a kid at the national, you had to ride one class. You had to pick one. Right. I don't know when they changed that, but I I know back then you could only ride one class. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Todd, I got you by a few years, but I mean, back when we were in those little bikes, we were only a tool to make our parents' lives easier. There there was no celebration of a of a child when you were, you know, 7 years old. But now these little kids, they got brand new little KTM 65s and they're all kitted up and they got little hydraulic clutches and it's like, "Dang, I'm so damn jealous of these kids and all their toys." It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, uh. yeah I would go to a hill climb on the GR50 and get about Point five seconds of ride time throughout yeah. the whole day. Yeah, <laughs> I'd make it about twenty feet, and that'd be it. He'd get through the light, and it would stop, and that's all you yep. got. Yep. <laughs> Barely make the light, the first light. Or you you get yeah. there, and your dad's got to pick up the back end, and it's bah. Okay, all right, all right, hurry up and go before it loads up. You know, it's like you get on there and it's back to the blah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, didn't, uh, didn't the JRs actually have a neutral? Yeah. I'm, if I'm, if yeah. I'm not yeah, the JRs had a, more had a of the, neutral. The PW50 sure. thing was to yeah. lift the back end up and rev the shit out of it yeah. until it was opened up, and then you drop it and go. Yeah. I, I'd never actually seen like one of those uh, mixture cup ratios in my life until I was like a, a young adult. Like It was always just a guess <laughs> on the oil and the gas. So yeah. That might have had more to do with it than anything, that we didn't actually have a, a ratio cup to mix our oil to gas. Yeah. So. That could have been part of 10, it. 20, 30 to one. I don't know. Whatever. It's going in. The, it's going either in the chainsaw or your bike. What do you want? You know, <laughs> it's funny to think how rev- revolutionary the PW was compared to like the JR 50, you know, in our day. Well, maybe not yours, Joel, but yeah. in mine. Um, and now you're comparing the, the PW 50 to a Cobra or a KTM is just 
night and day difference. It's yeah, insane. And I have yeah. two little girls, and I want them to ride. And man, I hope you know I don't I haven't pushed it on them. They really haven't asked for anything yet. But those little electric KTM's, them things are oh. freaking so cool. And then there's nothing hot. I mean, I must have had a dozen burns a week when I was a little kid because every time I crashed, it was Uh-oh. an arm on the header or, you know, something. And those little electric yeah. bikes, there's really nothing hot on them. You know, as long as you keep your hand out of the chain, they're relatively safe that way. But I'm I'm hoping that someday I'll be able to, to buy one of them for one of my little girls. So Yeah, I've had my <laughs> fair share of burns, but I think those electric bikes are definitely – like the key to success for young kids getting into it because the intimidation factor, the sound and everything, and it's just like a bicycle. Yeah. Basically that, that goes on its own. Like, I think yeah, that's a huge beneficial thing for young kids getting into the sport because yeah. it's just, I think just starting, especially yeah. cause you know, I remember even oh, yeah. some uh, Kirk's little girls, like they didn't like the vibrations of the, little two strokes because it is it's terrifying like they're just so peppy you know or whatever yeah and that Mm kind of takes that out of it and yeah i mean eventually once you're a learned young little rider then you want a clutch and you want them to learn how the mechanics of a bike works but just to get them excited and and make it as easy as possible to make the first experience fun and and uh, safe and um i think that they've really got something there with that you know Definitely, especially when you got the stepping stones with the the Strider into the Stasic, and yeah. then you got an electric fifty. I mean, yeah, yeah, so much. It's right. just like the tools are all right there to create, you know, like an incredible next generation. Is it's yeah. going to be insane? It's going to be pretty neat to see, and it just. The more easy it is for these young little groms to ride, it just increases that talent level even more and more, and. um it's crazy what the young kids nowadays are capable of, but they've got hundreds of hours of seat time by the time they get on a, you know, an adult sized bike. And that's so huge. I mean, I probably have rode more in my forties than I did from 12 to five, you know, it's like, it's crazy (laughs) the amount of how rideable the bikes are now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Todd got to miss that whole, whole conversation there. His internet dropped out on him, but God damn it. You didn't miss the uh, lunch. We were just talking about little kids. <laughs> we were just yeah. sidetracked. No big deal. But Todd, we, we went off of on like, the 50s. Yeah, speaking of all these different classes and sizes and stuff, uh, what's your favorite part of hill climbing to film, like class structure-wise or like amateur, pro, since you've been kind of going all in? What do you gravitate towards or what's your bread and butter? I like how when I was at Freemansburg, I like how – how quick and organized the the show was. Um, mm-hmm. I like I like filming the the you know the fast classes, of course. Um, but it's trying to trying to get the whole entire event. It it's uh, it's a lot easier when the when it's only three or four hours long. But right, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. That easy. iPhone must have an extreme amount of battery storage or <laughs> even just well, no. data storage. <laughs> so I got I got that gimbal, and uh, the thing I like about the gimbal is that it it uh, I can zoom, I can change the speed of the zoom, and and it's a lot easier to do. Oh yeah. And uh, 
but the only thing is it doesn't charge the phone doesn't charge on it so i have to have a, a backup battery pack with me and at some point i have to take it off the gimbal and just use the phone by itself and plug it in and oh, sure. uh, but then i can't the zoom is a little tougher because you have to use your fingers um, right right and the, then another thing i don't really like about the gimbal is that it's uh, it's connected by bluetooth so it'll if i'm following somebody really fast it will you'll notice little skips in the video mm-hmm. and when if i'm just using the phone itself it's nice and it, you know it doesn't have any issues like that right right huh no i i've I've realized some downfalls with the gimbal. I tried filming rides with my camera on a gimbal before too, and it's hard to keep up with the pace of a ride. Yep. If you're, especially if you're like midway up the hill and you're, you know, following them going past you, the gimbal can't keep up. Right. Uh, with my situation, anyways, my my gimbal is a little dated, but um, I just found it easier to film runs without the gimbal and just try and do artsy stuff with the gimbal so that's impressive that you're able to to do that with a phone but i suppose a phone is super lightweight and everything too and it just it's different but your footage is awesome yeah your footage is killer i can't believe it's all on your phone i thought you had a a separate uh, slr or something like that that you were filming with that thing is ridiculous how well it's been (laughs) Yeah, I just purposely yeah. sought out the best, uh, the phone with the best camera, and it was that at, at that time it was the iPhone 13. And uh, when I was at the Nationals, I wanted to use the gimbal because I just got it, and the first day it poured all day long, so I didn't use it. <laughs> and I kept every after every run, I would I would stick my phone inside my raincoat and try to keep it dry, and I was just. I, I was, you know, dr- driving all the way out there to, I wanted to get the whole entire national and, and, and it was pouring. I was like, I, no, I'm just staying right here. I'm going to get the whole thing. I don't care. I'm getting soaked. But I did, I did give up in the halfway through the 450 class. I said, I can't, I can't keep anything dry anymore. I'm, I'm done. And they ended up, can't, they ended up shutting down anyway. So I didn't really miss anything. Oh. Well, good. Yeah. I, and I think, you know, that's a good note, too. Just I'm not involved in, like, what you and Colby do with media, but that probably is very important, like, with your phone. That simplifies it for you on the other end. It's got to. And that, if it, when you make things simpler, it's better to process media. It's better, easier to share things with your fans. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, that's important. I think sometimes people get really, really caught up that it's got to be perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, this isn't, you know, $100,000 HD 4K cameras with a whole studio behind you. People just want, they want a, a good quality clip. You know, you don't have to go over the top because, man, your footage has been great and on a phone. And if that makes it easier for you to process your media and share it, great. I mean, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, it is a lot easier with the phone. You, I mean, because you can, you can share things right away and there's a... Yeah. Uh, there's an iMovie app on the phone and then I can just combine clips and, you know, make them a little bit fancy. They're not, they're not crazy fancy, but they're, they're good enough. And it it is, it is pretty easy. Yeah. Cowboy reach out to Apple. We need a, we need to have Apple for next year for a a sponsor. Cause as well, Todd, just the little dumb interviews that I get from the writers and fans and stuff. I had bought a recorder and I did some trying out with it. 
and it wasn't as good. And just the damn iPhone, that's all I use, my voice memos on there. And it's not the best ever, but I mean, I've been standing right next to a nitro bike and you can hear our voices clear as day and we can't even hardly hear each other. I mean, it's crazy how awesome these dumb phones are nowadays. Now, yeah. Yeah, back probably. in my day, I got, I got to stop here. That's... <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, I am jealous uh, that that aspect that you just have like all your clips like at your disposal and you can just like share them as you get them, which is really cool. And I have to like you know take my sd card out put it in my computer put it through the yep. the editing software and transfer yeah. it and then download it put it on email send it to myself send it to my phone it's just a whole that's process a, that just sucks a, you know that's a trade the trade off for getting a better quality is it, you have to go through all that i guess yeah. Well, well I, I think if if American Hill Climb's listening, maybe let's let's upgrade Colby to the what was it the 13 Pro Todd? Is that what you said? Pro, yeah. 13, 13 Pro Max. Just make his life easier. Yeah. Right. Col- yeah. Colby's got like an iPhone 4 right now. It's got like the rounded back on it and stuff. So maybe it's time for him to get a new one. It's actually an iPod that they converted into a phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I watch uh, when I watch uh, Matt Musgrove's videos, th- those things are unreal. I-, I was like, "Oh man, I I need to get something better now." <laughs> now when I see his his videos are so crystal clear. Yeah, yeah, and actually, we have the same camera bodies. It's it's all in the lens. It's all in the lens, and it yep. sucks yeah. that the lenses cost more than the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm looking to upgrade the lens game over the winter here, so I can step my game up too. Well, um, this yeah. is a oh, question man. that I had for you, Todd. But like, I'm a fan of U.S. Hill climbing, and what what can your fans do? What can we do that we want to help support you? Is there a, some some a place we can go to purchase some you know merch? Is there something that we can do to support you, or or what would you like you know fans of U.S. Hill climbing to do to help support? Um, just, you know, share, just share the videos and it, it helps the sport. You know, if everybody, everybody that races, if they just share everything and, um, you know, the YouTube channel is kind of the main focus, uh, I like to get that as, you know, growing as fast as possible, as big as possible, because that, you know, it gets a lot of reach and I just started using uh TikTok a little bit and that's kind okay. of working pretty good. You know, I got TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Um, I had a, f- a couple different shirts made. I had a contest to um, see what, you know, what kind of kind of doing some market research by having a contest, see what colors people wanted and um, mm-hmm. phrases on the back of the shirt. And so I got some of those left, but I want to get some sweatshirts and hats made cool. and um, just all that stuff. I mean, to make it, it's got to be, to keep it going, it's got to be successful. It's, you know, it ha- it's got to make money, but that's really, it's going to be really hard to do that, especially with travel expenses. But right. that's, yeah. you kind of have to try to do that to keep it going. It, it needs to be successful. It needs to be popular. It needs to be shared everywhere. Um, yeah. Like I said, I'm going to try to have some more stuff made up for, right. for people to wear just to get what? the stickers, you know, just to get the logo out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, that's important for people that maybe don't realize how important it is when you see something that you like, share it. 
tag U.S. Hill Climbing on it, share it, and you don't know who's going to see that, and then they might share it or it might interest them. And that just that's yep. where that's what we're doing. This we're we're casting a net. The more nets we cast, the better, because we all want the same thing. We all want a lot of fans and a lot of people to see how awesome the sport is. And we want people to come do it with us, you know. So uh, yep. it's very, very important. Anytime you see something that that you think is cool, boom, share it. Like it doesn't cost you anything, and it it, it really goes a long way for whether it's U.S. Hill climbing or Nitro Pilot or American Hill Climb or whoever it is. Like it's just so important to share those things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to get out and get it out there. Yep. The more people see it, the more curious they get, and they they start to look into it. Absolutely. That's right. Share it. That's <clears throat> kind of some of the the whole reason. Like we started the, I started the podcast here too. Was a another means of getting hill climb out there to the masses. And I'm no good with video editing or shooting video, so I was like, you know what, podcast. I like to talk, so let's do that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm lear- I'm learning as I go. I didn't. I don't know anything. I, like the the cameras that that Colby and Matt use, I have, I have no clue. I don't know anything about those things, and I'm I'm learning all this stuff as I go. And I just got Same my here, uh, <laughs> my <laughs> my my oldest stepdaughter started doing uh, pictures at the last couple races, and and she wow. knows what she's doing. She does a really good job. She uses a very expensive camera setup, and and she gets the right angles, and she does a really good job. And she has a blast doing it. Awesome. She, she cool. loves good. just hanging out on the hill all day and taking pictures. That's awesome. Cool. Heck yeah. It's another this way you get to spend time with the family there too, like that. She she's into yeah. it. Yeah, heck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and this is good having having me on the podcast because my you know my circle and in, in my region now knows there's more people that know about your podcast, and then vice versa. You know, people yep. and you got your circle it, yeah. now yes. now know what I'm exactly. doing. They're aware of what I'm doing, so it, it helps all of us. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I like what I see from you, Todd, and I think that U.S. hill climbing is definitely going to start to definitely expand and blow up here in the next couple of years. And, you know, you're going to be right up there, probably having more content than anybody. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, between the VHS tapes and what you're doing now with all the different series and, you know, the districts and everything, it's just really cool that you're really just, like, pushing the sport in a whole new level than anybody really. Yeah. And Todd, if there's some of the West races that you're looking at going, I don't go to every single one of them, but I go to a a lot of them. And if there's ever something I can do to help you, please like reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to do what I can to help get you to some of these races or help you figure out where you need to go or, or what's beneficial for you to be at. And um, you'd really enjoy. I mean, that's the one thing that I've discovered in my little short career as I grew up just racing in the District 23 hill climbs, and I thought it was some of the best people in the world that I raced with and got to compete with. And then, you know, you go out east, you go out west, and you find out that it's all great people because we all love the same thing and um, just different accents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Bay City's the closest moto climb, right? Pretty sure. Yeah. Close yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. To you. Yep. yep. And that's a good one to go to. Yeah, and it's yeah relatively inexpensive. Like even if you wanted to fly in mm. from Bay City Hill Climb to the MSP Minneapolis St. Paul Airport, it's only like forty five minutes. 
and you can fly from east to there very reasonable. So uh, yeah. definitely yeah. if there's yeah. – if I can come pick you up at the airport and give you a place to stay or whatever, so you can come make it, I'd be happy to do something like that because I'm yeah. like 15 minutes from it. So. I know I had Logan picking me up from MSP, and I think it was like a twenty-minute drive from Minneapolis to, to Bay City. <laughs> yeah, he's a little, he's fast driving. Oh, too. <laughs> it depends who's driving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if the schedule is the same or similar as last year for Moto Climb, I would recommend flying into Bay City the week before Bay City, get a rental car, and drive that ten hours out to North Dakota yes. and get that. While you're there, oh, God, and then yeah. drive back to Bay City. Oh my gosh, yeah. Those are two just really epic events, and I'm so glad I made the trip to North Dakota last year because that was a awesome, awesome event. That is like nothing else. That place is unreal. I mean, and incredible okay. content. Oh, yeah, yes. No, that's a, that's a cool hill. Yeah, you can get some good good footage on that hill. Just. Yep. The absolute best people on the earth put that hill climb on. And the best part about going there, Colby, is that last hour drive, you're like, there's no way there's an 800 <laughs> yeah. foot hill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can see about 25 miles, and there's no hills, Todd, when you're driving in North Dakota. And you're like, you, there's no way I'm going to come up to an 800 foot hill here. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, 400 of it is flat. <laughs> <laughs> for being honest, uh, I bet you, I bet you, I bet you, the actual hill is pretty close to Freemansburg. It's got to be five hundred. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's yeah. still, it's a hell of a hill. It's a regardless. That hill is freaking. It's a, a beast. Mon- it's a monster. It's a beast. Yeah. 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 When I went to Muskegon, that was the first time I've been there, and driving driving around i felt like i was in florida i was like there's no way how is how is there's there no a 350 foot? yeah there's no way there's a 350 foot hill somewhere and it's just just a big pile of sand with clay on it right next to the lake with north dakota when your phone goes black and you have zero service you know you're getting close and it's just relying on Say your say your life, land Colby, land. when you're driving and what are no, the what are, no, no, no. <laughs> Come on, say it. Come on. <laughs> when your when your phone goes black and you're driving and there's some locals standing on their porch scratching their <laughs> scratching their belly button. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're around here, are you? Yeah. That could be like almost any hill climb direction, though. I, I mean, it would have to just be North Dakota. That That's be, any hill climb. That could be me out in my front yard watching Colby drive by. I could be scratching my belly button up there. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you headed? Yeah. The hill climb? <laughs> hill climb? I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Good times, yeah. but yeah, I would I would strongly advise you to make it to those two. And if you're going out west, ah oh, man, they're all good out there. But I am very particular to Washington, Northwest Nitro Nationals, and Columbus are my two favorites because they are they still have East Coast style hills with a little bit of West Coast flavor in them, or Oh, vice versa, whatever. They're motocrossy and stuff, you know. That's and the crowds are really cool there. They put on really good shows. Everywhere does, but those are my favorites, anyhow. Yeah. 
for content. Yeah. Man. I think they give up to the best kind of content and not just the old Widowmaker style hills. Yeah. On the West Coast. They yeah. give out to the best the best content on those hills. When you watch those open bikes do that bottom turn at Sunnyside, if that doesn't get you excited, you just go home. Because it's like the best bottom of any hill climb I've ever been to. I mean, it's just, Todd, there's a big sweeper. You come out, hit a table, and hit a huge sweeper on an open bike. It's sick. I mean, it just, it's something I've never never got to experience before. It's so cool. Yeah, Yeah, I've seen some clips of that. Yeah, the dirt's really light there too. So when they go around that turn, it just kicks up the sickest like dirt cloud around them. It's just like it makes for epic footage. It's yeah. awesome. And it, you'll watch photos. me go around it and make it look really difficult. And then you watch like Logan and Jake do it. And just like they, it's like they that <laughs> turn was built for an open bike. It's just so fun watching that freaking Buell just G out around that corner, just going hella yeah. fast. It's cool. And then watching 450s hit ramps side by side. That's crazy. It's freaking nuts. I've been yeah. trying to work the courage up to do that next year. I still don't know if I can. That's it's too much for me. It's pretty wild. It's the safest ramp I've ever seen in my life, but just like if you've never done anything like that ever, like I'm not even a motocross guy, like it's intimidating. Like I man, I just I know. I know. They were telling me like it's just do it, it's not bad. And then I watched like three guys just completely eat crap and I'm like, ah, <laughs> I don't know. Nope. I'm 46 years old. I don't. I don't know. I'll pick my battle, I guess, at this point. But yeah, and I think the plus side about doing ramps on a hill climb is you're going uphill. So the faster you go, you're not going to over jump it. Right. Yeah. I'd rather just go faster yeah. into it and over jump it than under jump it. So. God dang. They're yeah. super. Like when they set that up, it's it's legit. Like it. They did a very good job, but. Yeah, Brett just, Peterson is to thank for that. Yes, it's yeah, unreal. Right. Like I, I'm a big wimp when it comes to that stuff. But man, <laughs> I, I want to do it. I just can't sack it up. And then nothing <laughs> beats the top of Columbus. The ledge at the top of Columbus is all time. Oh, it's just yeah. awesome to watch people claw over that thing. It's sick. That's my West yes. Coast take your west coast take that's my west coast take <laughs> now you got todd's wheels turning well, i think i have to try and get out to them next year yep. yeah I, I gotta make it a point to go out to those races you know i get comments sometimes oh because i mostly have east coast footage and we don't have hills like that out here a lot of our hills mm-hmm. are speed hills and you know they'll have breakers or they're you know they're, they have rhythm you know rhythm sections stuff like that and i get comments oh those those hills suck you know you should come out west and like, yeah, I need I need some footage of those hills. I'll, I'll gladly put it up. Yeah. Tell them yeah. send me a plane ticket guess. and some spending money. I'll be right out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their grandma could do it on a little rascal. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I get some some like that. I, I could climb that on a lawnmower and I'm like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Make sure you get a video of it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, actually, that'd be great. Come do that because Freemansburg could use some. Right, yeah. yeah, they could use some mowing, man. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be great. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, it's I want to see a lawnmower do Freemansburg in nine seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the the shitty thing about videoing, especially Freemansburg and White Rose, like. Uh, it's so frustrating because those are two hills that are probably the steepest of any and video just 
you just cannot capture that gnarliness. It's just no. it's impossible. I don't know how to do it, what to do yeah. differently, but like there's no angle, like no way you can stand on Freemansburg and like justify how steep it is. It's just right. it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, I noticed. I think that. the best way to do it, you get like a person in the foreground on the jump. Still, that, it like, just when they're like, going over that, that gives it a little bit. Out. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it doesn't look the same when you when you watch it. No, no. That's no, why they don't look I, like they're as high as they are. And I feel like uh, fans should be able to sign a waiver to walk the hill before, or after. I, I would say probably after, so they don't track it all out. But I think that would help spread the word a little bit on how gnarly the hills are if like the average person could just go like walk up it and see how far like make it up to the first jump be like all right i'm good (laughs) i feel like especially at white rose they should have like a little contest where the kids come up and they gotta run to the top of that front breaker because there wouldn't be very many of them that would make it if you had a hundred kids at the bottom of that breaker at white rose i'm I'm betting maybe ten get to the top. I, it's so steep. You need like you need like cleats on or something to get up there. You're making Rob's yeah, blood boil right now just by talking about that. <laughs> yes. so just, 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 uh. True. They used to uh, they used to do that at Freemansburg or something like that, right, Brandon? Yeah, Freeman, Freemansburg did it up to yeah. like the the first jump they had a run, and then we had one in Haydenville, Ohio, that was. About 150 feet as steep as the first part of Jefferson, and they had a run to the top of that one. Okay. Yeah, we had to put an end to that because it just took too much time. Right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, it's fun though. You got to get got to get the fans involved too somehow. But yeah, I think all the hills. I'm up for all the hills selling like a VIP ticket or pass where they take you up to a spot on the hill and let you watch a couple runs from the second jump or the first jump at white rose or second jump at freemansburg or somewhere give the fans an up close and personal view that we all get to see but they don't get to see what it's like from there yeah yeah just uh when you're standing on the hill and the bikes go right by you that's like nothing else i mean the amount of power getting put to the ground on them bikes is just ridiculous you know yeah Mm mm-hmm I'm no, thinking that's... some sort of display, like you know how I want to do like a fan experience tent with some vintage bikes in there and stuff, and maybe there could be like a some sort of a board <clears throat> that has a flat line on it, and every hill has like an angle dimensions of like how steep it is at its steepest point, and you could show like some sort of comparison to how steep the hill is compared to flat ground or something on some sort of like i don't know science board science some fair board science. i don't know like, science board <laughs> science board yeah like a science fair freaking board i don't know i don't know that we're that's just a good idea throwing <laughs> ideas out here but some something to show the fans how steep the hill is i don't know oh uh. joel shut up <laughs> not where's your idea i still like i think matt had the idea of the cheese wheel i love that i like i like to see a cheese wheel come down the top of freemansburg and make it all the way to the highway <laughs> you might yeah, lose, i think that'd you be might, great you might lose a couple of toddlers on the way but that sucker ain't stopping yeah. that thing ain't gonna slow down we used to roll burning tires down the hill at cato Club. 
I was just thinking well, that of fun. that the other day, though, about like having something that would roll that <clears throat> wouldn't be destructive. And like, because at every race, I always take a video at the top when I go there. And I'm like, how fun would it be like if I had like some sort of nerf like wheel that had like a little weight to it where, you know, the day before or whatever, when nobody's there, like, all right. Here we go, Nitro fans. Let's see how far the wheel goes down White Rose or whatever and let the wheel go from the top and see how it goes or whatever because that's some bitches. Some of those hills, it's going to shock you how far it goes. Like we're going to be fishing that yeah. thing out of the freaking highway at Freemansburg or whatever, you know. Well, every place has the big fence there, so it wouldn't go past that. Well, I bet you could angle it around there. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Freemansburg you'll get enough speed to bounce off one of them ledges and just go shooting out over the fence. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be fun. I mean, you couldn't do it with like a tire because you'd probably take take out someone's windshield or something, but it would need to be something that had a little weight but was foam or something where it could bounce off stuff and not hurt anybody or anything, but I think that'd be kind of a fun little test at each hill. Could be fun. Yeah. I like could the be. science fair board a little better, but whatever. <laughs> I, I like the whole fan experience tent. I do like idea that fan there. experience tent. Yeah, that sounds sick. Yeah. We, we need to get somebody to sponsor the rig that, that can bring those vintage bikes and set that up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be super cool. <clears throat> I think maybe that's where Mission Foods can come in next year. Yeah. Have, uh, yeah. have you guys ever been to like a demolition derby? Well, yeah. So, like, I, I, don't, know if it's a, I don't know if it's a thing like where you're at, Cowboy, but here. They have a spectator car, and everybody, you know, it's like 50 bucks or whatever, and you buy a raffle ticket, and then they draw, and if you win the spectator car, you get to go directly into the feature with a fresh car, right? So maybe we need, like, uh, for the fan no, experience They don't have tent. that here. <laughs> yeah. Maybe for the fan experience tent, uh, you know, we, so people can see that your grandma with the scooters. Maybe we could get, you know, another R1 on Nitro or whatever. And <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> for like, a uh, you, just gave Rob, you just gave Rob a stroke, okay? <laughs> <laughs> for the, the fan experience, you can pay 50 bucks and you get to go right into the premier class or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right along with John Kester. <laughs> that's what we need do they have like the the super bike they have the fan experience we get to ride on the back doubles with one of those riders so oh just have that have that on saturday a two uphill climb okay why not cowboy <laughs> sidecar we gotta go sidecar 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 we just made a whole new class sidecar hill climb <laughs> or one of those two motored 500 bikes like peterson's had back right. in the day or something <laughs> I, so it's like 20 feet long. And here's, Todd, I'm, we're sorry to drag you off here, but here's where we go off. But I was just watching a video, and there was two motorcycles that were tethered together yes. side by side, and there was the like chariot a racing. chariot behind them. How awesome. Two R1s on Nitro. You have your chariot. You could, you know, give the fan like a helmet or something to bite on or whatever, you know, and you take off. You're you're on the chariot at Freemansburg. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, these are ones that nitro have chains on. You better give them more than a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Bring the chariot to fine tune. And Clayton's just like, how do you do the suspension on this? <laughs> <laughs> this thing's got to be dialed. Uh, we we just destroyed Colby's fan experience <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah. No, that just made it even just more. made it better. Yeah. But I, I do remember at the Nitro Circus, they had like a thing where 
They said, all right, we're going to go for a, a triple backflip. You know, three people on one bike or whatever. We need volunteers yeah. from the crowd. And everybody's like, me, 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 me. So they go pick three people. Well, they come out, and they're in full gear, helmets and everything. And they never allow them to take the helmet off. And they all, there's like four people stacked on a bike. And then they backflip over the ramp or whatever. And it wasn't the damn spectators it was just no. three athletes no. or whatever but i was like maybe we could do that maybe we could say like you're gonna do it but then here it's you know four american hill climb athletes that are gonna all go up at once or something Jeez, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> oh, i knew that wasn't real yeah there's not a single lawyer or insurance company that would allow something like that no to way. happen no way <laughs> See, Todd, you're already regretting coming on here, aren't you? <laughs> no, this is good. I like I like listening to this stuff. <laughs> this is the best part of our show oh, when we yeah. go off topic oh, like man. this. <laughs> but all seriousness, no, Colby, like, I think that fan experience tent is something that needs to happen. Like, that would be epic. Yeah. That would be so cool. Yeah, it'd be really cool. It'd be really cool, and I don't know how you incorporate it with the way our pit situations are right now, if it'd be outside of the pits, which probably would work just fine. Outside of the pits so in the, people in can the crowd area. And do it all day long, you know, right. which would yep. be great. And then that would dub as maybe a autograph signing tent um, throughout the day and everything. I just think it'd be cool. And even have like DW7 and some old cats like that be a part of it and like be there and, you know, hanging out with people and, well, explaining stuff more in depth, you know, like right, or, I'm sure regardless of the experience the fans get the way it is right now, they still probably don't get the full effect with how everything works, you know? Right. Cause I don't know if they're really talking to these guys or if they're just like getting a poster signed and moving on to the next guy, you know, it's like, it'd be cool to like really talk to some people that are knowledgeable and fill these people in on what's really going on and, the yeah. history of things, you know. We're big motorhead fans. They'll talk to the riders or and learn, try and yeah. learn about the bikes. And I mean, the sport is over. Some of them may know what we're talking about. So much some might talk about. Yeah, but no, that fan experience is a great idea. And if we can figure out a way to fund it, I'll drive the vehicle. We fund it in the trailer and the bikes and do all that. We find a way to fund it. Yeah, I think it'd be great. So. Anybody out there listening who wants to fund the American Hill Climb fan experience, get a hold of Nitro Pilot. It's his idea. Yes. <laughs> and so, then the cowboy will, cowboy will drive the rig. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could get Action Sports Canopies on board and we could get a sick double peak with some half walls up there and have Gonna some have to, yeah. promotional space for some sponsors and stuff like that and get some uh, – yeah, U.S. hill climbing logos on there and support the the media yep. outlets that support us. I mean, they're pretty sick. That's right. Yep. I think it's yeah. got its it's got its place for sure. It does. That's it, a real good idea. I think it's something that we uh put our heads together and figure out how to make happen somehow. And what better I just way to happen get to know where there's a the... bunch of amit of old hill climb bikes too to put on this oh, thing? Yeah. So. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. <clears throat> And they don't even yeah, have to be like, that old. I mean, just some of the, I mean, look at all the nitro bikes that are just sitting there not being used. I mean, even yeah. the Throat Smashers got one that's just sitting there that it's probably still just as pretty as the day 
that it was that it was ran just we just want something to look at mm-hmm. you know i mean there's yeah. all kinds of modern and unmodern bikes that are just sitting in someone's garage yeah. let's get them out in the daylight and let people appreciate them yeah 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 they're all they're all over it's a great idea great idea Mm-hmm. all right boys i think we need to uh pay some bills here and here for some sponsors so todd you're more than welcome to stay on and join in in the off-topic conversation we're going to have after the sponsorship or we can let you get about your day and post more stuff on the u.s hill climb youtube page it's up to you buddy <laughs> let me know what you want to do <laughs> all right but we're gonna we're gonna pay some bills here boys sounds mint all right here we go our great sponsors the js5 extensions are strong enough for any racer on any bike with their custom snail adjusters and sliding one-piece chain guide making changes is now a breeze even though these are the best looking extensions in the industry js5 also gives you the option of engraving your number or logo on the side of each extension at no additional charge Trusted by champions and built by a champion. Hey, Nitro and Mud fans, my name is Jay Salstrom, and I approve this message. What's up, Nitro and Mud fans? Professional hill climber and owner of Lace Bell Co., Joseph Olnit here. Are you tired of wearing your average, bulky, and uncomfortable belt? If so, today is the day to make the switch to a lace belt. Tested and worn daily by action sports athletes across the United States, the lace belt is the most versatile, simple, and effective shoelace belt on the market. Offered in over 30 different colorways, you'll be sure to add a personal touch of style to any daily fit you wear. On top of our lace belts, we also offer a large selection of high-quality clothing options designed and tested by top action sports athletes. For Nitro and Mud listeners only, we are offering you 15% off your order using the promo code NITRO on lacedbelt.com. Again, that is the code NITRO for 15% off your order on lacedbelt.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on our social media at lacedbelt.co to stay up to date with our athletes and new product offerings. If you're looking for entirely unique, made-to-order, one-of-a-kind graphics for your dirt bike, snowmobile, or rocket ship, look no further than Black Diamond MX. Have you ever heard, if you look good, you ride good? Well, here at Black Diamond MX, that's our motto, and we are the one-stop shop for all your look-good needs. From apparel, moto graphics, or jersey prints, we've got you covered. And for Nitro and Mud listeners only, we are offering 15% off your order at blackdiamondmx.com using discount code NITROMUD15 when you check out. That's NITROMUD15 for 15% off at blackdiamondmx.com. Look good, ride good. Hey race fans, the old 31 here to talk to you about where you're going to buy your gear in 2022. I'm sure you're like me and you love high quality and awesome service. I got the spot for you. Rutted Racing. They support hill climb. They support hill climb riders. They support one of the fastest riders in our sport, Logan Sapala. This company rides dirt bikes and has the same passion we do. A lot of their gear items are hand sewn and they put so much love and care into their items. They are dang near custom fit. Here at Nitro and Mud, we're so stoked to have them as our title sponsor. They're offering a promo code for 20% off, Nitro20, at their website, ruddedracing.com. Again, that's Nitro20 for 20% off at ruddedracing.com. 
Hey everyone, it's Garrett, founder of HydroPower. So the demands for endurance athletes are quite high. By testing many other products, I came short for an answer that checks all the boxes. We need something that hydrates us efficiently and energizes throughout intense training and racing. That is where I consulted with Eleni Jorgensen, a professional cross-country mountain biker, registered dietitian, and sports nutritionist to help formulate HydroPower. Using the latest in sports nutrition research, as well as our combined expertise in endurance training, we came up with HydroPower. HydroPower is now the premier endurance supplement on the market. The optimum amount of carbs, sugars, electrolytes, and vitamins to fuel and hydrate to perform your best. Our goal is to give the athletes access to industry-leading formulas to push them further and to get a leg up against competition. We have a special discount for you listening to Nitro Mud. Go to drinkhydropower.com and use code NITRO15 for 15% off everything on our store. Yes. I'm fired up. I know. Love it. I, Love them sponsors. Listening to Can't wait to see who comes aboard next oh, year, me man. Neither. I can't wait. Oh. Please contact us if you if you know somebody that wants to sell product in the hill climb community, <clears throat> we will pimp it. We are your hill right. climb product pimp pimpers. We will pimp we will pimp what you want sold. Pimp, pimp the hill climb products. Yeah. Speaking of the hydropower. When Garrett was saying that if you mix the blue Raz and the original, it's like Baja Blast. Yeah. Look out! Look out! Because oh, I boy. I might overhydrate now because I'm a Baja Blast guy. I'm a Taco Bell Baja <laughs> Blast. I I will overhydrate. I might I might have issues. <laughs> Is that even possible? Let's find out. Joel will find out. I will find out. Todd, Joel have you have you out. tried the Hydro Power yet? No, I have not. It's pretty freaking. You got to get some and try. It's pretty freaking crazy. I, I've actually used it a bit now, and it really does. It you feel hydrated, like when I'm bicycling. Like it's kind of ridiculous. Like you can actually feel it. Like it, yeah. normally, I do everything I can to not drink. Well, like when I'm really working out, because like I don't want that as like something that I yearn after, like when I'm riding. So I always just try to drink before and then drink after or whatever. But I noticed like when I was when I pre-use it before my rides, like my pedal, my pedal rides, I'm not as thirsty. I don't know, and it does kind of help with the arm pump. I, it's that stuff's pretty legit. I, for that's just an old guy talking, but. <laughs> well, I'm an old guy too, so. I, it's it's worth a try. It's it's pretty cool, pretty good, and it tastes good too. It's, it's actually really good. Yeah, it's great. I'm still it, waiting for the Yingling flavor. And then I'll, I'll <laughs> he is looking for new flavors, so maybe. <laughs> I know you probably don't run up and down the hill like like I do. I don't know why I do it sometimes, but that stuff was a lifesaver, especially at uh, round one. White Rose? Oh, Jesus. White Rose. That's always a hot son of oh, a gun. So this hot. year wasn't too bad, I guess, but right. uh, 21 <clears throat> was terrible. Yeah. <clears throat> So yeah, you make me tired just watching oh, you, Colby. Yeah, <laughs> While I'm standing at the top of the, you just make me tired watching you go up and down the hill, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, I need to get myself. I got my little like 150, but I need to get like a really little pit bike that I can always stash in the trailer because it just hasn't been room room for the 150. And yeah, it would be so handy to have like one of those little 90s or something so I could bebop around. I get kind of shot running up and down the damn hill. I, oh, it's these a, old yeah. bones. Yeah. I need something to haul my ass up and back and forth. So I you think, surprised me too, finding you at odd spots of the 
different times of the day watching the hill climb go on Joel. It's like, I, Jesus. Dude, you got it, though. If you don't, you're, you're dumb to not go up and get a look. It's crazy. Like, if you don't go up there and look at it, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's nuts. Like, Todd, like, it's crazy, isn't it? Like, during the course of a race, how the faces of the jumps change at those races. When you yep. can, when you can, yep. I was, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I would, uh, old school advice from my grandfather's brother or Paul's father. He used to make it a point to go to the top of the hill and look down and you could see all the angles from the top of the hill. And, and even mm-hmm. during the race too, you want to get that, that view from the top. Cause you can see everything you can, you can, you know, if, if the angles of the jumps change and you can right. see all the ruts and you can see the low spots, the high spots, right? that was the thing to do. So I made sure that I did that. Yeah. And I, you know, from the amateur days, you really weren't allowed on the hill once the race started. Like if you were part of the club, you could go help or the little kids and stuff like that. But I love an American Hill Climb and the Naha series. Like they're like, go, if you want to go look at something, if it's in the middle of your class, whatever, we want you to be safe. Go look at it. You're going crazy fast. We want you to know everything. And I remember specifically at White Rose in the night, you know, the shadows. I I have issues. Like with my eyes at night, they kind of, I just, the depth isn't there. And I had a line picked out, and I'm like, screw it. I'm huffing all the way up to the big breaker. I want to see. I walk up to that big breaker, and I'm like, dear God, it is completely different than I thought. Like, I thought there was a big dish I changed my complete line. I'm like, nope, I want to go right here. There's absolutely no dish. It was just the way that the light hit and um, got me on the podium. I mean, I don't think it was that. It was Dave's bike that got me on the podium. But it just gives you that confidence when you know you can trust your line, you know. Joel, I'm just envisioning you at White Rose 2 next year with the fucking, like, G.I. Joe night vision goggles <laughs> for, <laughs> for your night rides through your helmet. Oh, you just got some <laughs> tentacles sticking out of your helmet. No, I'm going to be Please. I'm ready, Rob. Next year. Please do that, Joel. Next year at White Rose the night, I'm going to be your science board guy and I'm going to have like a gonculator and I'm going to have like one of those wands with the lights that come out. And I'm going to be running soil samples on the first jump and I'll have I'll have all kinds of information. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh geez. Oh, now we're now we got the signs of hill climbing, like the signs of hill climbing and the signs of NASCAR. I already got the cross and NASCAR. Yeah, I already got the glasses. I already got the glasses to be the scientist, right? I'll just I'll knock the lenses out of one of these sets of these so I can still have my contacts in and I'll I'll pull it off. Our science Who's of hill climb hill- segment is just on one of those science fair boards. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be. I'll have like one of those white lab coats on, and it's gonna have like a pack of cigarettes in the pocket instead of pencils. And it'll be like, see, the sciences is the throttles on the right, and the, you twist it backwards. That's the science. <laughs> So I think we need to get the throat smasher to be the host of the science of hill climb segment. Yeah. <laughs> he probably has some science that he could light on. So that guy, man, he's thought everything. Didn't he though? Oh man, yeah. I'm so impressed. Yeah, he's he's done a lot of shit though. He he actually would be a good one for that. Right. Like he he knows a lot about the sport, but just don't ask him how to ride the hill because he'll just tell you to turn the throttle as hard as it goes and don't twist it a little further yeah <laughs> don't you didn't drive all this way to lay up 
That's what he's going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, that was classic. Just got to send it. Yep. Uh, oh, Jesus. Um, I got a bit of news here we can spread. Let's go. Let, let's let's actually get some news yeah. here since we're um, uh, Rob called and said much. we've locked down a date for the banquet. Woo-hoo, the American woo-hoo. Hill Climb Banquet is going to be February 11th. Oh, same place yeah. as last year. Yeah. DW7, what do you think? <laughs> Um, oh hopefully, yeah yeah hopefully he's there again because that was fun having him there last year so it's in minnesota rochester it's it's in rochester minnesota so i think that's a fairly central point well not central but easy to get to for a lot of the top 10 guys i think are from here in michigan wisconsin michigan so i think it makes sense that's awesome wow, that's... it's be it's beyond me but Obviously, it makes Rob's life a lot easier if it's in his backyard to put this whole thing on. Because, like we discussed, you know, with the whole Florida deal and whatever, he's got to be able to fly with all these awards, and or he can't fly. So, I just think it makes sense to make life easier on him and to have it all presented well. And I think last year was a hit. That was a great venue. The food was epic. The rooms were cheap. Yeah, it's really good. The bar right behind the venue was right there, and it was awesome. I loved it. And I might be a little biased because it's only two hours away from me. So <laughs> That's awesome. But more info to come <clears throat> on that, but we have a date and we have a place. Oh, that's awesome. So I really hope everyone can, can make it this year. And, Joel, I know you might be a little sidetracked. Hopefully you can make it. But... Yeah, as of right now, I'm not going. So I have to I have to do some figuring. I have a big thing in my life that weekend and I'm trying to trying to reschedule, but I don't think I'll I don't think I'll be there. So I'm pretty bummed. Why don't you just let everybody know what's more important than a hill climb banquet? That you tied for first in points in twins class. My life's about experiences, Colby. My life's not about uh, awards, but I'm I'm just bummed that I'm not going to be there to applaud the people that really deserve it. And um, I'm trying to make things change around so I can get there. But ah, uh, man, I just I don't know if I'm be able to do it. I got uh, another life that takes on that weekend that's very important to me as well. So shooting cute little right. puppies in a field. It's a contest, Colby. <laughs> it's a coyote shooting contest. <laughs> And I, I, it's uh, not just me. It's my partner of almost 20 years that we've been going to this, and we finally won, and we want to go back to back. <laughs> and I might lose my spot forever if I ditch him. So that's where I, I'm trying to I'm trying to expedite and get the contest done a day sooner, and I'll drive straight back to it. But we'll see. So I'm working on it. We'll see. We'll see. All right. We'll see. Uh, what I, I'll try my best to make it there. What I was wondering is if there was a Supercross that night. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure there is. Tam- last I'm sure there Tampa, is. Tampa, Florida, Raymond James Stadium, February 11th. That's pretty cool. Tampa. <clears throat> That's always fun to be together with a bunch of people that like dirt bikes and watch a Supercross, you know. I'm in oh, Florida yeah. the week before that Supercross is happening, too. All right. That's bad timing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll be in Orlando the week before. Todd, are you a Supercross uh, fan? Yeah, I don't 
I don't watch it as much as I used to, but yeah, I, I do like it. Okay, well, you got to watch it this year and got to join our Rocky Mountain Fantasy Clubs. Yep. Oh you know? yeah. Have you the Nitro Mud Fantasy? Team. Have you ever heard about that? The fantasy at all or no? Yep. Yeah. I used to play uh, fantasy football and baseball all the time. <laughs> okay. And, and I think I played a little bit with the Supercross, but okay, not lately. Well, we haven't worked out the details for sure, but last year what we did was we piggybacked onto the Rocky Mountain ATV fantasy site, and we had our Nitro and Mud family, and you could go on there. It's free, and we had our own little weekly prizes that I still have some to mail out. <laughs> I never got out. At this point, just keep them for next year, Joel. Yeah, dang, I'm looking at them right now. It's embarrassing. But um, uh, you might have new sponsors next year. You got to get them out. I know. I think what we need is we need a we need a awards liaison that we can lean on to get the awards out. Because I did do good at keeping track of the weekly winners and announcing things. I just didn't do good at mailing the prizes out. I'm sorry. <laughs> the but most important. The part. most important part. Yeah. So. But, but it was super fun. There was over 200 of us in the group, and we competed for the whole year. And along with it, you get you're eligible for the prizes from Rocky Mountain. First place is a race prep 450 uh, KTM uh, SXF, which is pretty sick, and it's like their team bike. So it's like a you know seventeen thousand dollar bike. But then there's weekly prizes every week. I mean helmets, gear sets, gift cards. I mean it's crazy, but we had, um, I think, Sean. God, how high did he get? Do you guys remember? I think he was like in the. I don't. It was double. He was digits. inside the top thousand. Oh no, he got way up there. He was like. Oh, was he inside think, the top? 100? I think he was like top fifty at one point. Like he was way yeah, he was up, up there. there. Like, and that—that's. Yeah. I mean, there's over a hundred thousand people that do it, so it's pretty fun to be a part of. But it was fun to battle with the hill climb people. And um, be a part of it that. But Logan Mead was our champion last year, and we are still working on his trophy for that. <laughs> and we had over 100 people in our group last year, didn't we? I, I think we had, we had almost over 200. Over 200. Almost 200. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. I thought. Till the end. Yep. And, and our goal was if someone from our group wins the grand prize at JS5 had a. Last year set of, said he'd put a set of extensions on that oh. bike when they went to go pick it up. Did you imagine? At the Las Vegas Supercross. Oh, man. How cool would that be? Uh, Dang it. <laughs> that, that's a, that's our goal with our Rocky Mountain uh, Supercross fantasy is to get some from our group to win to get, it, get a set of sticks put on that factory edition KTM. Oh, man. How cool would that be? <laughs> They'd be like, well, you want to take pictures? Not yet. You got to put these on. I'm not, not taking any pictures. Just wait a minute. Put these extensions on that bike. <laughs> That'd be sweet. That'd be awesome. Uh, it'll happen. We'll get somebody up there. Yep. Somebody will pay good enough attention. It's such a crapshoot with that style of fantasy, though. Yeah. Just yeah. picking the top five. I mean... That's a crapshoot. The pulp fantasy is a lot better, but it's kind of complicated, yeah. and it's tough for people just to jump right in and do that one. But the Rocky Mountain just easier yeah. for a casual fan, I think. Todd, what do you I'm think about works. a hill climb fantasy situation? We, we kind of got some of the details worked out of possibly getting something going, but how fun would that be to have a hill climb fantasy? Yeah, that'd be mint. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's, so that's a good idea yeah we're trying to figure we're, it out trying to figure out how we want to do it an app or a website or 
There's a lot to go uh, into that type of stuff. Yeah. And uh, not a whole lot of riders to choose from, but I still think that there's enough. The way things have been going lately, I think it'd be really fun. Yeah, if you, you did an American Hill Climb, it'd be hard to choose. You wouldn't be like you know who's going to win from week to week because you have no idea. Yeah. You yeah. just don't know. Yeah, and especially it's been going this if year. you picked all three classes, that'd be so freaking cool. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, There's a bunch of ways to do it. We just got to lock something in. Yeah. Well, gambling something Gambling out. makes everything better. So if, yes. if we could gamble on it, and I mean, look at look at our 50-50 pots at the races. They're freaking huge. If you had everybody in that crowd betting on fantasy, I mean, it would be epic. We, we would, it would be, it would make the sport even bigger. Yeah. No, it would. Yeah, I, when I was at Freemansburg, I couldn't believe how big the 50-50 was. It was oh, insane. It's crazy. Yeah. I think it's... And I think that was a small one for them, too. Like, that was a yeah. low one for there. White Rose is always the big one. Round one. Yeah, yeah. I think it was damn near like $7,400 for White Rose or something like that. Yeah. yeah it was huge this and year. I remember it was crazy. a couple years ago at Freemansburg, it was over eight because the lady got like $4,000 in cash. And I was standing by Rob, and she comes running <laughs> through the crowd with her winning ticket, you know. And there's a guy up there with a stack of cash about three inches tall. And Rob's like, they're not going to let that lady walk through that crowd with that cash, are they? And, and then sure enough, they had a security guard, like a cop. And she walked, he walked her back to her car with the money. Yeah, you might as well just leave at that point because you got a target on you. It's- or you're going to have to buy yeah. so much beer, you're going to end up negative. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah. Oh, geez. Does Devil's Staircase even do a 50 50? Because you'd think that would be like the biggest one if they did it. I don't recall a 50 50, but in like this last season, they didn't even do like a drawing at all. I don't think. Like, yeah, they used to do um, like something like a bike drawing. There or... was a Harley the last time I was there before this year. Yeah. Was they, there one time it was an Indian? And they did a brand new bagger, an Indian, uh. the one time. So yeah, I don't recall anything this year. Maybe the But could you imagine how big the fifty fifty be at Devil's Staircase with everybody drunk off their asses on gallons of beer? But like yeah, that how many and people leave gambling? With, yeah. forgetting that they bought a ticket. But like that gambling <laughs> and stuff like that, it's so regional. Like you go to Minnesota, especially like northern Minnesota, and like meat raffles are huge. Like I, Oh, they're big here too. Are they? Yeah, they're like around here. They're not that see, big. Are they, do you know? See, our meat raffles around here involve shooting. Really, like a turkey shoot? We have, yeah, we have like huh? a turkey. Shoot? Yeah, like a turkey shoot. Yeah, okay. Yep. yep. Yeah, we don't have regular meat raffles. You go to a turkey shoot and you win meat. Okay. Huh. <laughs> like each round, something like a turkey or a side of bacon or. Huh. Yeah, that, it's an up north thing here <clears throat> for the meat raffle, but they're super popular and. What, all it is is an excuse to go get drunk. So it's like we yeah. have it at a bar, and there's freaking 300 people there buying paddles for $2 of spin or whatever to win some bacon. But they're just there to drink beer, you know, so whatever. <laughs> uh, I think my favorite one I ever went to was in um, – uh, damn it, what the hell is it? It's the Fish Bowl, this bar up north here, and the fire department was putting on. And they got so drunk while they were doing it that they couldn't go to a call. 
And every every paddle, (laughs) every paddle you got for the meat raffle came with a little shooter, and it was like every one they sold, they were taken one for one. It was hilarious. I mean, that fire department was looked like a blast to be a part of. They were having so much fun. (laughs) We came back a few weeks later. We're like, oh, they have the meat raffle. They're like, no, they're at a fire department was at an ice fishing contest the day before, and they're not in the good best of shape for the meat raffle today. I don't know if one who live in the town has firefighters that are getting trapped. They're well funded though, cowboy. They got good equipment. Uh, does it drive itself? Yeah. Uh, Tesla fire trucks. Third apology, Todd. Sorry, oh, we God. go down these weird roads here. I apologize. No, that's that's fine. Uh, See, we got to see what they do in New England, though, for fun. I mean, we all know we you guys in Minnesota do for fun. I mean, what's New England do for fun? What's the gambling and the vice in New England, Todd? Oh, boy. Other than drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm old now. I don't do much, anything too much fun anymore. <laughs> when you say New you. England, Todd, so where, I don't know what whereabouts are you located in New England, though? Uh, Massachusetts, Central you're, Mass. You're in Central Massachusetts, okay? Yep. So you're a mass hole. Would you? <laughs> yeah, he's a mass hole. <laughs> would Quibog Riders would have that been your home hill there then, or no? Oh yeah. Yep, that was your yeah. home hill. Okay. Yeah, definitely. That's 20, 20 minutes away. How how's the battle been going for the hill there? I know it wasn't there. That was the there was an issue with some land controversy there, wasn't there last year? Yeah, there was uh, some neighbors that were getting lawyers involved, that trying to trying to shut it down and ah. saying different things. You know, saying that they're not using the the facility and the hill the way it was intended. You know, before the zoning board was created and. So the Quaybog riders had to do a bunch of research and get some lawyers, and and uh, they were well prepared this time and and prove that the they're using the property as it was originally intended still, and everything's in the same place it was before. So great. They, um, the, the yeah the board the board said, well, yep, you guys you guys can keep going. Awesome, wonderful, good. There's that's still awesome. a little common sense left there then, so that's good, huh? <clears throat> yeah, yep. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure the uh, couple hundred people outside of City Hall the night of that meeting helped that sway that decision too. Right. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. So back to the gambling. Yeah. Now that we know you're from Massachusetts, yeah. do you have like lobster races in or something? Is it do they do like lobster racing or some sort of fish boil contest or something or uh, a crab <laughs> crab tossing contest or what? What are they no, doing not right? that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> crab shoes. Crab shoes. Crab shoes. <laughs> yeah, they go out to the Cape and oyster raking contest. <laughs> Basically, you just ride dirt bikes and have fun. That's what you do, huh, Todd? Yeah, that's yeah, what everybody yeah. does. That, right. That's the only thing I know about. Okay, all right, cool. All right, yeah. good. That's if if, if, if that other stuff is... If that other stuff's going on, I don't know anything about it. All right, all right. Never heard yeah, of it. I'm That's sure good. it is. That's good. It, it, it probably is, but yeah. The motorcycle community in Massachusetts, they just they ride motorcycles, and that's what they do. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Which is uh, 
pretty hard to uh, do in Massachusetts nowadays, especially if you're a young kid. Don't like kids have to like go take a test or something. Oh, it's it's bad. You got to ride there. Yeah, I used to when I was younger. I used to ride in the woods, you know, once in a while, and <clears throat> and it got to a point where you just couldn't do that. You had EP waiting. You thought if you crossed a road somewhere, there's somebody waiting there and to nab people. And so I just I gave up on the woods riding and I just started paying to go to tracks and and it actually was better because it made me a better rider going to motocross tracks sure than just riding in the woods once in a while right oh man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that government's always trying to shut down the the fun people right yep. yeah they are Fall no. you always have the badlands in wyoming so i don't think they'll ever shut that let's down hope. let's hope man <laughs> that's like who it's free country out there like they done people out there don't care about nothing right. The nice thing is they don't have many people, so that's good. That, that's why it's still going. There's no one that lives in Wyoming because there's nothing to do in Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> but ride. People are all there awesome, and they they understand what it's yeah. all about, you know? No. You start mm. getting those tall buildings, and bad things happen. Yep. Exactly. Yep. They'll, they'll control serve. the whole state. Right. Yep. Pretty much. Uh yeah, they don't have big cities. That's why they don't have any issues. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean. Yeah. They don't have any professional sports teams, and they're happy about it. You know. I mean, I kind of, I kind of <laughs> yes. side with them. <laughs> why yeah. do you need professional sports teams when you have hunting and riding like that? <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> Who cares about football? Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, That's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should just oh. move there. Oh man. I'd love to move there. They've got to have a Harley dealer in Wyoming. So. Oh yeah. Sure, there's at least one. I had, Guaranteed. I had that moment today when I stopped for a fuel, and I'm like, oh, should I get a Powerball ticket? And I'm like, oh, it's like $40 million. I can't even do half the stuff I want to do after we've had our our, our <laughs> dreams about <laughs> our, our cow print uh, nitro mud jet. I'm like, you got four, if you only win $40 million, you can't have a cow print nitro and mud jet. You know, it's like I got to wait. No. I got to wait to play the lottery now until it gets up to $1 billion or more probably, you know. <laughs> Did you see the numbers on that though? No. Um, I seen something where whoever won the two point whatever billion dollars, their take home was like six hundred million after the IRS raped it. Jeez. Isn't that Dude, crazy? That's like, Man. That's like three quarters of yeah. it. I know. It's <laughs> freaking insane. Freaking government wins the lottery every week, I guess, then. Dang it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Man. The government's the biggest winner of the lottery that for sucks. sure. Yes. That's- it's sad. Yeah, it's so sad. But at the same same thing, like, I always wondered, like, should they allow a random person in America to just become a multimillionaire like that? <laughs> just all of a sudden? I mean, that just sounds dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds real dangerous. <laughs> I don't want to incriminate myself or lose too much business, but, like, I've done work for a few, a few like, billionaires with the tile work that we've done or whatever. Yeah. They're freaking crazy. Like, when <laughs> it, 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 it's, their minds work in weird ways. Like, it's, I, I don't know. I, uh, it's, it's must be something when, any, when anything's at your fingertips, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But but on what Colby said, can you imagine if like 
Florida man got like a billion dollars just overnight. Yeah. <laughs> what, what would happen? I was when I, I was driving because my brain goes in weird spots, and you know, like I was just like, <clears throat> who's one of the most entertaining people that could win the two point one billion dollars? I'll tell you right now, the first person that came to my mind, Jamie Deer. <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. god! <laughs> like that's not like we're, like that's not going to be extremely entertaining if all of a sudden Jamie and Nancy got what was it, Colby, seven hundred million dollars? Yeah, basically. You thought the t-shirt there wouldn't be a safe cool. watermelon in if you thought that t-shirt <laughs> there wouldn't be a safe watermelon in the country. <laughs> He's gonna have a watermelon launcher off a jet ski. <laughs> Uh, I thought that would have been with extensions. Yeah, I thought that would have been one of the most entertaining billionaires that I I could think of is Jamie. Jamie and Nancy being billionaires. That's almost enough money to invent jet ski hill climbing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, No, Nancy would control all the money. Jamie wouldn't get any of it, so. She doesn't allow Jamie to have money. <laughs> you know how much kale and celery you can buy with a million dollars? I just see like he's hog hunting from like a G5 private jet or whatever with some <laughs> space gun that he bur- purchased or whatever. <laughs> uh, oh, with your my. night vision goggles? Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> And speaking of uh, unrealistic things, did you guys see uh, on Instagram Bradley Slum's GTA oh uh, Moto yeah. Base jump? Did you see that, Cowboy? No. Todd, did Dude, you see that? Did not. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. you both shared it in your story. Yeah. Whoa. Insane. Whoa. Yeah. Insane. Like, that dude is next level. And I've unfortunately tied a parachute on twice in my life. And I don't know how do you, how do you come up with that plan? I mean, it looked like it went well, and he still almost like crashed into the bottom. Like, did you see how close he came at yeah. the bottom? Well, to that was those... an early part yeah. about it is how close he came to those rocks, and you can just hear in his voice like, oh. <laughs> like I'm about to die. Oh man, I, <laughs> man, it's just he is something else. I mean, wow. I mean, unbelievably talented guy, and. To pull that off, I can't imagine what that takes to, to do that. I just, oh, man. Yeah, that was, that was really gnarly. That was really gnarly. I feel like that ramp could have been set back another 100 feet. Yeah. That's where I was. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like there must have been some reason for it. I don't know, but dude's yeah. crazy. Well, he knows for the next time now. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> that was stupid. I'm still so pissed that I just didn't sack up. And just drive to the brick mine that year he was there to watch him do that off the top of the hill. That had to yeah. be unbelievable to see that in person. I can't right. imagine watching a bike oh. jump off the top of that hill to a parachute. That is crazy. <laughs> I just so gnarly. unbelievable. So gnarly. I don't know what people think to do that kind of stuff. I don't. I don't get it. But mm-hmm. hey. I don't know. But, I, I've never. People said that about Evil Knievel in the '60s, jumping, you know, 15 buses, and now they're jumping off of buildings and shit. And, <laughs> you know, I, I had asked questions when he was at the brick mine, and from some friends that were there, and they're like, "The dude is like extremely calculated. They're like, 
there was no guessing involved. Like he knew all the math. He knew the exact distances, the the angles. They're like there was no guessing involved with him. Like he he's a professional. Like he knew exactly what he was doing, and for only one of one to ever do something to be that exact, you've put a lot of time in, <laughs> right? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> you almost have to, like, you're just going to go out and jump and see what happens. Wow. Like, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't think it works that way there. He's not a hill climber. He just doesn't build something and send it up a mountain. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Is it going to work or uh, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Just build something and send it off a mountain. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I hope whatever he, I hope he got whatever he wanted out of making that film. That was incredible. So I'm, I'm sure he did. That's a lifetime of adrenaline for me. I know that. I don't. Yeah, I'd be yeah. good for about a year. About a year after doing something <laughs> like that, I'm like, oh, I don't think I need uh, to do that again. I I struggle <laughs> with commitment on motorcycles, but I don't ever want that level of commitment where I'm jumping off of a flipping bridge. Like that is, yeah. <laughs> Oh, can't imagine. Uh, I'm glad I'm a little bit wimpy when it comes to watching stuff like that. <laughs> well, not wimpy when I'm watching it. I'm fine watching it. I don't want to be the one doing it. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, nope. Although I should have commented. I've, I should have shared it and said I could have done this on my grandma's rascal scooter. That's what I should have done. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Why not? <laughs> Got to do it. Is that the biggest, biggest bridge you could find? Right, Jeez. Yeah. That's uh... I got a bigger bridge in my garden, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people are such assholes on the internet. Dang it. <laughs> yes. Uh. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Well, boys, I feel we'll like we... we've bored Todd to death here, and I feel like we're, we're yes. stealing time from him here, guys. <laughs> no, not, not bored at all. all right. uh, well, man, Todd, I, right. I just... I can't thank you enough for just all the time and energy that you're putting into our sport and our passion. And um, it just comes through so clear on all of your edits and all the things that you release, like what it means to you. And man, just thank you. And um, please lean on us. Like we want to help. We want to promote what you have going on. And like I said, personally, like, let me know what I can do to help you. Cause man, it, it's just fun to see someone else uh, ha- share the same passion that all of us do. And um, please reach out. We want to help. Yeah. yeah uh, like I said, I have a, a lot of ideas of what I want to do. So we'll see what happens and see if I can get it done. But well, yeah, unfor- I, I enjoy doing it. Good. <laughs> Good. Unfortunately, you see what happens to ideas here. They go weird. So uh, you might not. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe don't. Maybe don't try those ideas out on us. That could be bad. <laughs> we'll, we'll put them everywhere. Yeah. All right. I think. Um, well, well, we got Todd in here yet. Let's. Uh, we started last week with guess the national champion. Oh God. Let's. Oh, what? Well, I know you guys don't have it because you guys don't have one. But Todd sh- should be able to get this one. The 1997 540cc national champion, Todd. What year? Paul Pinsonall. 1997. Paul Pinsonall. Paul Pinsonall. Wow. Oh, you gave him an easy one. Wow. Yeah, I know. I gave yeah. him one, and I knew he would know. Woo. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, five uh, five years in a row he won it. Yep. Oh, dang. Five years in a row. All right, well, let's give him another easy one, 1998. That's Dave. Yep. 
DW7. That was Dave's first of his seven championships. Wow. Yep. I got one. Uh, all right. All right. Who won f- 500 Pro in 1979 at, at Freemansburg? That's an easy huh. one. 1979, uh, yep. 500? Yep. I'm going to guess Bowlby. No, Bowlby never rode 500. No. Nope. Johnny Williams. God damn it, oh. Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> got it. Uh, I was trying to think of. So you, had a, you had a Freemansburg program there, huh? Yeah. 1980. I was... Freemansburg Hill Climber. Oh. Where'd you pick that up at? Hey, you know, I got my sources. I know, I know. I'm a media guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying oh. to just think of like some super dirty name to say, but I couldn't think of one fast enough. <laughs> good. <laughs> that yeah, that's good. Oh, so yeah, boy. be sure to check out at US Hill Climbing yes. on Instagram, Facebook. And ushillclimbing.com to see everything else he's got on the webs. And then I'm assuming that's the same for YouTube. Yes. Yep. Yep. All right. Good. YouTube yeah, he, he's everywhere. And TikTok. TikTok, yep. Got that going again. Awesome, dude. You're everywhere. That's great. I'm I'm still I don't know. I'm not sure about the TikTok thing. Yeah, TikTok know. seemed the, at first that wasn't getting much, you know, there wasn't getting many views on on the stuff I was putting up, but I was putting older the older clips up. But then I looked at uh, Elevated Action Sports, how many followers he has. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get back on this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta do it. Yeah, and Nitro Mud has a TikTok too, but I stopped posting on it because it just, I don't know, didn't seem like it was working. I used an advertisement spot, and it wasn't. I think we got like it, twenty followers. It's a it's a crazy <laughs> app. There's a lot of crazy stuff on there. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's a it's a mind trap. You get stuck on there, scrolling through, and yep, watching women degrade themselves for nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's the internet, Brandon. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why not say I'm not complaining right. about it? I mean, I. <laughs> but oh well. All right, boys. All right, boys. Anybody else got anything else? I think we better get out of here while Todd's still awake. I I, I think so. <laughs> yep. We can end this early before we get off topic and before we know we're three hours in talking about corn and Oklahoma or some <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> belly buttons. Right, belly buttons. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, Colby, sponsors. All right. You all need to get over to ruddedracing.com. Use discount code NITRO20 for 20% off everything at ruddedracing.com. Just take a look at Joel, for instance. That dude looks like a goddamn professional. I know. It's crazy. Maybe because he is. I don't know. It helps. It makes you faster. And then you got rutted paired with Black Diamond MX graphics? Yes. Dude, it's an unstoppable combination. So get over to blackdiamondmx.com. Use discount code NITROMUD15 for 15% off everything at blackdiamondmx.com. And new to the team, Joel Faldi as well. Yep. Lacebelt.com. Yeah. You can get Joel's signature beer bong. Yes. Just use discount code NITRO for 15% off everything at lacebelt.com. Bring it to the race. I'll help you with one after. 
Yeah. Shotgun After. device or beer bong. He'll do whatever. Yep. It don't matter. Yes. And then drinkhydropower.com. Use discount code nitro for 15% off everything at drinkhydropower.com. And as always, we got JS5 extensions, Mueller Motorsports, and Team Peterson all helping us out for 2022. And we can't thank those guys enough for helping out the show and spreading the good word of hill climbing. That's awesome. Yes. Hell yeah. It's great. Well, see, we got the hydropower and the lace beer bong. You could just well, yeah, I mean, hydropower bong. Instant hydration. My heart can only take so much, cowboy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can only be so hydrated. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk oh, to her. So. I'll do anything for a yeah. little, for a few followers on Instagram. If that's what it takes, I'll do it. <laughs> Baja blast bong. Let's go. Let's go, dude. Oh, oh, let's do it. Yeah. All right. All right, boys. Todd, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, yeah, Todd. Th- yeah, thanks for having me. Keep killing it, buddy. We'll do. All right, guys. Till next week. Peace out. Peace. Later. <laughs>